Hello. Welcome back to Some Prose in a Poem in my podcast where I talk about stuff I want to talk about. Perhaps I read a poem or some prose. I get into what's going on. I hope all is well. If you haven't joined me here on Substack, please do so. It is free. I do weekly postings. And if you're so inclined to support the work, the content that I'm providing, you can also do a paid subscription. So thank you. For those who are paying for a subscription, I greatly, greatly appreciate you. And for my free subscribers as well. Thank you. I'm glad I have a platform where I can express myself creatively. So today I'm going to be talking about refusal. I started to think about rejection. I've been writing and doing a lot of uh, writing of poetry and considering publishing lots of my work. And like many writers, I've been getting rejection after rejection. I mean, this is part of the process of, of actually being a writer who wants to share the content with the world, being a published writer, being a paid published writer, all of the things. And I've been noticing how that's landed in my body or been landing in my body. And I'm like, oh, what is this I'm going through? Um, and I believe in honoring the thoughts and emotions, not push them down because I think pushing them down creates more stress and creates an environment of heavy anxiety and depression. And so I believe in feeling the feelings while not self-deprecating. Uh, or practicing uh, self-deprecation. So it's just been something I'm, I'm pondering as I feel like in this day and age that I'm going through a general kind of malaise and I can't put my finger on it. But in general, I'm okay. But there are times and spots where I'm just aware of, of that. And so I wanted to just be honest and share that with everyone. You know, many of us have therapists, many of us have meditation or mindfulness practices. Many of us practice yoga. I've done all the things. And, you know, that inner work of addressing this general malaise, because it's not depression, it's not um, necessarily anxiety, 24 seven, but I'm just noticing that and how my nervous system is responding to it, if that makes sense. So I hope that whoever hears that message will receive it and understand and hopefully perhaps identify maybe with some of what I've said um, as it relates to that. And so I wanted to read something by Clarissa Pinkola Estes. So she wrote, uh, Women Who Run or Wild Women Who Run with the Wolves. I might be butchering that title, but I mean, many of us have that book. I've read it twice and it's amazing. And she wrote a poem called A Prayer. 
Refuse to fall down. If you cannot refuse to fall down, refuse to stay down. If you cannot refuse to stay down, lift your heart toward heaven and like a hungry beggar, ask that it be filled. You may be pushed down. You may be kept from rising, but no one can keep you from lifting your heart toward heaven, only you. It is in the middle of misery that so much becomes clear. The one who says nothing good came of this is not yet listening. It is in the middle of misery that so much becomes clear. I think if you sit with the misery, sit with the malaise as I've described it, and literally meditate on what that processing is and how it feels and what thoughts and ruminations surface, what can come out of that and how the things then become crystal clear that those things are completely into focus. Your guide or guides are very transparent and specific in these moments. So this idea of refusal is, is a practice. It's a practice in mindfulness and being in present moment awareness, even when you don't want to be in present moment awareness because you don't want to address these thoughts or feelings or emotions or beliefs based in past trauma or ruminations or monkey mind attributions or how all of that is landing in your body and how all of that is affecting the nervous system. And thus the allostatic load or how stress is being handled. And so I'm just very, well, I'll say I'm attempting to be uh, very interoceptively aware of all of that during these times. And I don't know if part of it is because of the rejection or part of it is because it's been raining for the past few days or part of it is because I'm in my feelings, as I like to say, and I'll tell my friends and they're like, what's going on? I'm like, I'm just, I'm in my feelings right now. And for me, what that means is I'm feeling some kind of way. I can't exactly put my finger on it and I'm processing it. And I need the space to be able to process that, those feelings, those sensations, I'm sitting with the emotions. I think that's important. So Often when people, well, let's just give the example of children. When children say, I'm angry, I'm sad, like they are really voicing <laughs> what's going on with them. Well, they'll cry and they'll be like, I'm crying because I'm hungry. I'm crying because I'm upset. I'm crying because I didn't get something. And 
I grew up in an era where it was like, okay, you don't have to cry or I'll attend to the crying, but what, what are you crying about? And then you would say, I'm angry or I'm, I'm whatever. Why are you angry? I wanted this toy. Well, we can't get the toy right now. But the child is able to experience anger, which I think is important. But often people are like, don't be angry. Don't be sad. Don't be like fill in the blank. And it's like, um, you have to be. We, we talk about balance in the space of wellness. Oh, everything has to be balanced. You know, everything has to be on this even keel. And that's not, that's not possible <laughs> the whole time. It's like, it's not. When we use, I'll use yoga terms here and we speak to the gunas where we're talking about these, these energies of uh, Thomas or inertia, kind of lethargy, rajas, where we're just, there's this energy, there's this fire, there's this busyness. And then sattva is, is more of the, of the balance space, um, of the homeostasis space. And, you know, realistically, you're vacillating between those. And the issue becomes staying in the tamasic energy too long or staying in the rajasic energy too long when it affects your mental health, your mental well-being, when it affects your physical health, your physical well-being, where it affects your emotional and spiritual health and well-being. So these are things I've been considering. Um, sometimes I feel like, man, being a yoga teacher, yoga therapist, meditation teacher, yoga practitioner, and in my daily practice, sometimes it's like, I have all the tools, but, you know, I don't feel like using them today. <laughs> I don't feel like meditating on this lethargy or inertia or anxiety, this, the, you know, the rajasic energy around that. I don't want to think about it, but I will allow for the experience of it. And then in the moment, use the observation, the witness ability of the higher self to kind of chip away at that, if that makes any sense. And so often it's not on my meditation cushion, but it is in a mindfulness practice of me being present while I'm driving or in a grocery store and kind of noticing the edges of anxiety or malaise, as I've said earlier. And trying to unpack the source of that, the root of where those sensations and emotions and thoughts and beliefs about myself that may or may not be true are coming from. These are things that I am considering today, that I am off, often considering. 
and that I hope you consider. So I'm in the process of writing a poem. It may be a haiku. Um, it's titled Rejection because I'm in my feelings <laughs> and it's okay. Often we're going to be rejected by people, places, and things. And sometimes it's personal and sometimes it isn't. And I know if we're familiar with uh, Don Miguel Ruiz's book, The Four Agreements, one of the agreements is don't take anything personally. I mean, that is the hardest. Well, they're all difficult. Even though they're easy, they're hard, right? Don't take anything personally. I heard on a TV show once where people say, don't take anything personally. And the guy says, I'm a person and you're a person. So I'm taking it personally, which was hilarious to me. But the underlying meaning of that is I understand completely. You are who you are and, you know, these kind of ruminations of what happened or what didn't happen, particularly if you don't have the information to process, you know, often you get these rejections and you don't know why they don't tell you, oh, you can write better or you can do this better or not this year. Can you, you, you won't be submitting your poems here. Um, try next year. You want to know, well, why? That's the inquisitive side of me. Why? Why is this happening? Why? Why? Why can't I do this? Why haven't I been accepted in this way? What can I do better? What did I do? So that's where I teeter, <clears throat> and this is just my personal experience on the self, the judgment, and the self doubt, which, you know, is a practice for me. So this is me being real in my feelings today. Um, and I hope that this message lands for somebody. I feel like somebody is going to receive this message fully today. And I'd like to end with reading a prayer once more by Clarissa Pincola Estes. The poem is called A Prayer. Refuse to fall down. If you cannot refuse to fall down, refuse to stay down. If you cannot refuse to stay down, lift your heart toward heaven and like a hungry beggar, ask that it be filled. You may be pushed down. You may be kept from rising, but no one can keep you from lifting your heart toward heaven, only you. It is in the middle of misery that so much becomes clear. The one who says nothing good came of this is not yet listening. So my parting words for you today is, are you listening? Thank you for your time today. Be blessed.